Hello everyone, and welcome to CView Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareko. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are honored, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody. Today we have Peaceful Awakenings, completing the year with intention, intention and grace with your host, Tracy Becker. The best way to contact Tracy Becker is at her website, www.tracybecker.com, or follow her on Facebook or Skype. So, Tracy is going to be answering questions after the presentation. These questions are more in uh, relationship with the topic of today. That would be, how can you finish this year with a bang, feeling that your intention and grace is in your life? So Tracy is a licensed professional counselor and certified life and business coaching since 2000 and as a teacher, speaker, and guide in the field of well-being since 1989. She knows her stuff. She has lots of tools and lots of uh, ways that you can work with her. And recently at Seaview, we learned of Samuel, Summoning Samuel. This is not a recent communication that Tracy has, but we didn't know about it. So now we are having also Samuel with us, which is a, well, I don't know how to describe Samuel, but Tracy knows. So let's bring Tracy to the show. And again, her website, www.tracybecker.com. Hey, Tracy. Hi, Claudia. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction and welcome all that are listening live and all that will listen to the recording. I'm glad that you are here. Um, I would like to just start with, and, and this is kind of leading into what you were just talking about is summoning Samuel is the, the entities uh, and the energies that I channel through my writing and all of this that I'm teaching today will you know, it comes from that source. And so there I've asked that we'll start with a prayer of gratitude right now and just in a humble prostration of um, giving thanks for all that transpired in the heavenly realms to bring us this glorious moment here and now. 
and we give thanks and humble reverence for all that is seen and not seen and for all that is felt and not felt for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. May all be blessed by our existence. And so it is. So, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, it just came up. There's so much, um, sometimes there's confusion of what's going on, where it started, but, you know, it's hard to say when, you know, exactly the awakening process started here on earth. You know, some could say it started uh, with Buddha and with Christ and all the saints that have come through and the various avatars and yogis and teachers that have been here. And some say it all started at the harmonic convergence in the eighties or, you know, we could say, well, maybe it just started a couple months ago at Lionsgate, you know, but none of that really matters. It matters that what we have being um, given to us at this time, what are we going to do with that? And what is the best way to work with the energy of ending the teenage years and moving into a whole new decade of um, the twenties. So, so that's what I'm going to start with and, uh, you know, move into today. And the, um, the themes are really uh, releasing the ego's control. And the, the ego is fear-based. It was developed through fear. And it controls when we are not acting in awakening our higher vibrational consciousness. It has control over our etheric, emotional, mental, and physical bodies, known as our four lower bodies or our four human bodies. And what we what is best needed at this time is to establish a trusting and faithful relationship with the divine to help us release that. So that's where I'm wanting to go. And Claudia, you just pause me or interrupt me anytime because that's the best way I work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so the number one thing in, is required in releasing the ego, releasing the c- control over the four human bodies, is to um, develop this strong channel. And you just asked me before we started. Um, about summoning Samuel and you said, Hey, you know, how did that happen? Is it getting stronger with this new energy with all of the openings, with all of the blessings of light, all the light codes being given to us, all, you know, all this incredible cosmic energy. And, you know, I told you, you know, about 15 years ago, I was doing channeled writing and actually even longer than that in the eighties, I was doing automatic writing. And, um, so it's really been a natural thing throughout, and I, it's really just recently that, um, you know, I just claim it, you know, I just claim it, and then I named it. <laughs> so, and and I didn't name it. That was the name that, you know, when it was asked, that was given to me. So, um, but this is what we're talking about, is if I have a direct open channel to the divine, which I personally refer to as the I am presence. And other people refer to the I am presence as that too. And, you know, you find your own terminology, your inner wisdom, your higher self, um, the Holy Spirit. 
you know, the, the letters that are strung together don't really matter. It just matters that you feel that divine connection and you continue to create an open channel for yourself to receive that information. I do believe, though, Claudia, that anybody who is waking up to the possibility that I can do this too, that they will have a more rapid experience in creating that channel than, say, I did starting back in the 80s. Just because of the energy that we are being given and the awakening of the masses that's happening is, uh, is increasing that access. You know, some would say that the veils are thinner now. You know, people used to say that all the time at Christmas time, the veil's thinner at the holidays. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just a holiday or a seasonal thing anymore. It's a constant. And our level of resistance is less now than it was before. Because personally, at the 80s or before, all of these um feelings or activations or whatever sensations we might have had, we didn't understand them. They were like, we would resist the idea of having this type of communication or having uh, being the, the knowledge of being more than who we are. Like, it, it didn't sound right. right back then. And now it does. You know, really have to give a lot of credit, and that's what I think is really important, especially for, you know, some generations behind us is to really give credit for the path to, for the people who paved the path for us. I mean, you know, the authors of A Course in Miracles, that all started in the 70s, you know, and Seth Speaks and Abraham and, um, you know, their number of other channeled books that happened earlier, you know, in the, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even earlier, and you know, all throughout history there's been people, you know, but they've been isolated. They've not been mainstream, where it's a lot, where it is getting a lot more mainstream now. Like people know what channeling means. You know, they don't just look at you, you know, with their eyes crossed, going, "What are you saying?" You know, people know what that means. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, yes. And and the it's, it's, it is it's who we are. There is no separation from she can do it or he can do it and I can't. It's just the practice. And what happens, you know, we have, we have this etheric body that it's most uh, dominant energy for our ego to lack on, lack onto is um, the memories of, things bad that have happened to us, right? But it holds all memories. So it holds the memory of our of us first being breathed forth as well. So it's a matter of, you know, clearing out those memories that no longer serve us or at least putting them aside for a practice time so that those memories of connection and oneness can come through. And the same thing with our emotional body. Our our largest body takes up, you know, generates 80% of our life force energy. The ego will stir up the negative emotions, separation, the duality, the blame, you know, the anger, the sadness, the poor me, the victim mentality, you know, on and on and on that goes. But yet 
the emotional body is fuller of the love of our our higher self, of our existence, of our true nature, that divine love. You know, and the mental body, the same thing, you know. Uh, our, human beings are said to have 65 to 85,000 thoughts per day, but the ego will grab hold and trigger, you know, the most limiting thoughts. But the thoughts of our creator are there as well. Just like in every cell of our body, that um, 12 strands of DNA and uh, every uh, the aspects of deity and the God seed, all of that is encoded in every electron of our existence. But if it's blanketed with all these um, karmic or belief systems, then you know we have to we have to take charge of that. And how do you think uh, we can do that? Like, uh, what are the ways of discernment from one to the other? Right, feeling. That's a good question. You're always going to assess by the feeling. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel at peace? What gives you calm? Those are always your inner being talking to you. What feels loving? What feels nurturing? And then... You know, the you know the art of discernment is over time, right? You um, you know there have been things in that thirty-some year journey for myself that I was just so assured that came straight from the heavens, but yet the outcome wasn't the way I assumed it would be, right? Yet I don't really know, right? Maybe that was the exact outcome that was intended for whatever I needed for the next step. So, so the dance there is, you, you know, the will, you know, is it your will versus thy will, ego's will versus divine will, right? And so and it, and it is a process of just cleaning it up, you know. It's like taking the broom in every day and cleaning that up. But the best way to do that first is to believe. Well, one, you've got to believe. You've got to identify, like I have done, my I am presence. I know exactly what that feels like when I call it forth. I feel the energy just flood my whole entire being. My shoulders drop, my belly soft. I'm not a care in the world, and I am able to surrender over and just prepare myself to receive. And the more you practice that, the easier you can do it, the more time you can do it uh, quicker. Um, and again, it is just a practice. But you, you've got to decide that if you're not, if you're just can even confused about, well, I don't know that I have an I am present. I don't know that I have an inner wisdom. I don't know that I can connect with Holy Spirit. That's got to be the first step. You've got to believe and decide that you can and you want to. And then you've got to start a practice. And I actually wrote uh, a little activation that I use many times a day. And so this is what I personally use. I 
if I feel like I'm wobbling, I feel like the energy's gotten a little erratic, I feel like uh, somebody has said something to me that kind of was just, like, got me confused, I'm not quite sure, and I actually physically stand up, no matter where I am, and I say, I am my I am presence. And I give my I am presence full power, authority, and dominion over these four human bodies. And then I just stand and breathe it in and feel it and feel that wave of tranquility and peace wash over it. And I often see what I, well, it, it's like a, it's an image of a melting of that ego that's had control over whatever aspect of the four lower bodies at that time melting and that my I am presence comes and that strength and authority, but the authority feels so peaceful in that way. Sometimes I'll say it and then I'll take a step forward and I'll actually physically move my body a step stronger into the I am presence, leaving the uh, ego in a humbling position. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the wording is the same, um, is important in the wording. You can see I don't claim the four human bodies. I don't call them my or mine. I claim my I am presence, but I do not claim over, I always say, over these four lower human bodies, over this. I I do my best because that's not who I am. It's just a vehicle I'm inhabiting at this time. So even just a slight bit of wording is really important in this process. You know, for each individual, just... You know, this that is, you know, that is a very powerful act, and you've got to really sit with yourself. Am I willing? You know, uh, a client of mine said one time, well, if I give over the ego, what's left? <laughs> Just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the greatest fun thing in the world, you know, the light of God is individualized in you. <laughs> yeah. The truth about you, not the wounded aspect of you, you know. So, so take it in this way, if you uh, try to identify yourself um, as the I am and not a body, you, uh, what, where, who does the body belong to? I mean, I don't really think of it as belonging to anything because it's so easily created and destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just see it as just a vehicle. I don't really give it much authority, or I do my best not to, and you know, because the thing about the body is body will distract you from all of this, right? The body the body will pull your attention and focus a long time. You know, I'm hungry, I'm sleepy, I'm full, I gotta go to the bathroom, I need to take a shower, I gotta drink some more water. Uh, you know, my leg hurts, my arm hurts, my back hurts, my head hurts. I mean, you know, I feel great today, I've got a lot of energy. Is that is that a beeping on your end? No. I don't know where that beeping is. Okay, that's weird. All right, so 
so that's one thing that the body does. It attempts to really get your attention. And a lot of people's energy throughout the day and their mental uh, focus is really about the body. Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave a lot of extra time for more high-functioning interactions. You know, there's an over-identification with it. All you had to do was turn on the TV and see that, right? You know. Um, Okay, so there it goes again. Hold on. Yep, it comes yep. and goes. <laughs> so, so basically, all in all, we're talking about practice of detachment from these things that want to distract me from my relationship with my I am presence and beyond. And and you do that just in increments, right? To start, going to be 10 minutes in the morning. Just let me do that. where I'm not getting all caught up in my thoughts, where I'm not letting my body distract me. I mean, we're just talking about a meditation practice. It's, it's very common, you know, that people say, I can't meditate, I can't quiet my mind, okay? That's your mind, right? That's your mental thoughts that are going on and on and on. And it is the emotional attachment to those mental thoughts that keeps, you know, that going, right? There's no detachment. It's very much an, an attachment, a, a judgment, you know, that's coming up. And then you sit and you're like, oh, wow, you know, my foot's falling asleep, my nose itches. Well, I think i got to go to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> all that stuff, you know, comes up as a distraction. And that's why meditation is so important because if you can sit there and witness all of that garbage going on, then you can be way more aware of what's going to happen once you get out of meditation and go out in the world with your day. But you do think that now getting into that meditation state or that peaceful state or that neutral or pause in the day is getting the, it's, it's getting easier for everybody. It's getting easier if you do it. Mm-hmm. I um, you know, talked to um, several clients this week, and they have really been wobbling because of all the influx of light. And once a lot of the wobbles are happening, you know, from students of mine that have been practicing for a long time, they know what's going on. But a lot of the, because they're out in the world and they're interacting with other people that don't have the level of consciousness or knowledge or the practice that they have, and the people that don't, they're the... The impact is intensified because it's just triggering old patterns over and over and over and over again. And and a lot of people that don't have a practice are having difficulty just kind of staying steady. So so even if you've got a practice going on and got some experience doing this and you know exactly what peace feels like, you know exactly what that connection and alignment with your presence, I am presence or your inner being feels like, 
even then going out in the world, you know, what's being presented out there is very difficult. So if you watch any TV, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I do not let Yahoo News or MSN News, I don't even let it come up on my computer. There is nothing that I want my I am presence or my ego to latch onto. All right. Don't even go there. So, but what I'm saying, so even if you've got some practice and you're going into the world um, and, and attempting to communicate, do business with, co-work with people that aren't, it is difficult, but your practice will make it better. You know, but like I said, a couple of people have reached out to me this week and said, oh, Lord, my ego is going crazy fighting for its right to be seen and heard and, and take control. You know, but then when I talk a little further, well, how's your med- meditation practice? Well, I haven't done it. How's your diet? Well, since Thanksgiving, I've been eating sugar like crazy. You know, how's your sleep? It's erratic. You know, so all of those just very simple things, you know, have to be in place to support that too. And that's the thing, right, that usually when you think about it, when when you're asking yourself, why don't I have it if I want it, uh, if you think about your days and the answer is right there. There's something in your daily day that you have uh, not wanted to see or you have not done mm-hmm. the way you should, right? Right, because the ego does that. You know, all right, you already blew the diet because you ate a piece of pumpkin pie, right? Who cares? <laughs> just, you know, might as well just eat all you want until Christmas, right? <laughs> and then till New Year, right? <laughs> and then till Valentine's, right? <laughs> but that's the ego's little tricky way. And, and what is needed is discipline, you know? There has to be – somebody was talking to me just last night about – what do you think about digital detox centers? I see. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, right? What are you going to do with the people? You're going to send them away for a week or two weeks or a month, detox them off of their devices, and what's going to happen when they leave? The exact same thing, right? So to me, it just makes better sense to teach them how to do that and set their own boundaries and be disciplined with themselves in their everyday life because, you know, it's great. I'm not saying that retreat centers aren't wonderful because they really are, and you can go to some really great ones and learn some things and how to apply them back in your life and maybe some of the people that do that. But guess what? Digital equipment is required of us. For most of us, mm-hmm. if it weren't for digital equipment, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Exactly. So, so having them step back into a digital world and expecting the old habits to be just gone because they went on a retreat, I think is ridiculous. But that's just me. And I've been mm-hmm. teaching humans for a long time. I know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's so. why the title today is Completing the Year with Intention and grace there has to be intention involved yes yes right there has to be some part of you where you come to the equation and you are the one deciding and you are the one taking charge and on the other side the grace the grace to allow that to happen right 
Right, because once you decide, and it's a sincere this is just a sincere decision that just makes your heart open, right? Even if fear creeps in a little bit after, you know, if it just really makes your heart open and you can just see your life improving if you set this certain intention. But by setting it and just sticking with it, you know, activating some level of discipline, you know, you know, they, I don't know where the term raise the bar came up with, but, you know, sometimes that's it. You, people don't have a, a high enough bar of expectations for their behavior. They do with everybody else, right? We expect everybody else to behave accordingly so I don't ever get triggered, right? <laughs> but to do that for themselves is different. But the, that's what activates the grace. The grace comes after. The grace comes through activating that time for yourself to receive the grace. You know, and I said in the beginning, for eyes that see and ears that hear, that's what we're talking about is the grace, that you feel the blessing seeping in, that you experience something that you would have normally triggered you or thrown you off or got you gnawing on it and chewing on it for a long time and you just watched it happen and didn't get triggered in any way you didn't react in any way that there's you've activated that the I am presence is a beautiful observer that's just waiting for your the permission to fill you up to just blow grace your way And, and Tracy, so, in in these times when um, it's, you know when in, at the end of the year, the holidays, the all of the commitments, all of the things that most people have to do or think they have to do, but they're doing regardless. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's and there's all this stress uh, around it. What would be your recommendations when you have to do something that even though you don't want to or or meet with people that you don't want to meet, but you have to, that now is you know, unavoidable. What would be your recommendation on how to if bring your I am presence? Right. One of the techniques, you know, is just holding a vision before you leave. You know, a couple of techniques I teach you people. So if you've got to go to a party that you don't really want to go to or, you've, you know, you've got to go to some family interaction that you're not really feeling it. First, the more you catastrophize it and make it a bad thing, you know, the less you, you're not going to bring your best self to that situation, right? Right. So your job is to bring your best self there and if your ego your history your pain your suffering you know the patterns the, you know you've already got you've already got negative expectations built up well then that's not your best self right and when you do that you don't even give anybody any any break at thinking well maybe 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 it'll be a little bit different this time you know so then you have to really sit before you go and imagine I'm really I'm going to go 
I'm going to breathe in. I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to, you know, create a little mantra, and I'm going to just ask my I am presence to be there. You know, in, in the Bible, it talks all the time about just reach your right hand up, and I will hold it, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know I'm there for you, right? So you, you have to prepay, but you have to come up with a plan to help yourself. You can't just willy-nilly go in there bring in yourself with the worst expectations and think it's going to go good. It's not. All right. You have to show up as a different person and be the initiator of changing. The second thing, just in case that doesn't work, because it depends upon all the other people because you're co-creating with a lot of other people at that time is that you you plan an exit strategy. And if you're going with your partner or friends or somebody else, you know, before you before you leave, you decide, okay, you know, we're checking in at 2 p.m. and we'll decide if we're going to stay any longer after that or you know, you just have to you have to have an agreement with yourself or with other people. I have a I have a young client. She's just 22 years old. I've known her since she was 17. And her family's really not very pleasant for her to be around at the holidays or just about any family gathering time. So she has a job now where she works a lot of the holidays. And so she's grateful for that. But she always goes in with an exit strategy. And it's been so helpful for her because as such a young person, she still wants she still has a fantasy about it going a certain way, you know, that such and such and such and such won't get drunk and they won't say vain things to such and such. And, you know, the grumpy grandpa, you know, is all of a sudden nice. She's got a little fantasy bond about it going really lovely, but never has that happened. (laughs) So, so she has to work on, you know, not fantasizing about it, but sometimes she has, she plans something with her friends that's really fun. And so she said, oh, I've got to go. We're supposed to meet such and such here. You know, and so she just makes a friendly exit. She doesn't say, hey, I'm out of here because you guys are jerks. No, she just makes a, she has her exit strategy already planned. And and it's funny that you mentioned that. And I was just thinking on my own story, how when you're young, you are... And I don't know if this is a general or just some people, but how when there's there's a time in your life when you're open and wish and wishful and hopeful and and you bring to your to your life situations that they never end well, but you have that fantasy or that um, dream of everybody being together in the same place in peace and harmony, but something doesn't exist. I I am thinking, when why do we have that blindfold or something for years until, I don't know, what is it that happens that it stops and then you all of a sudden become like no more. So right. what is it with you? I wonder. Well, I mean, it might be different for each individual. I can't speak for everybody, but in general, we were raised with these fantasies, you know. It all starts in the, you know, 
all the fairy tales and stuff too. You know, we're raised with these fantasies and we're expectant of this love, right? And how that love feels and mostly how that love makes us feel, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're seeking others to act in a way that makes us feel more loved and accepted and approved of. And then then we get it, right? It's like, you know, that's my job, not their job. <laughs> yeah, so there goes the inside job. You, you shift from external needs and desires and wants to internally feeding that for yourself through that divine relationship of just getting to the place where I, I know who I am. I'm this beautiful ray of God's infinite love, you know. What do I need somebody else to approve of that for? Because nobody's going to come close. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when we're seeking alignment, we're just seeking to reach for that transfiguring divine love. And just in and of that self, that power and the light of the love heals right it, it that open channel allows it to just seep in and tap in and activate activate that god seed in every cell remove those memories that cause your heart to ache um to quiet that uh, negative self talk so so that basically what i'm saying it isn't always the best route to go digging for all the things that are lacking in your life and start shoveling it out. I think the best route is to bring in more light and let that light just burn it off. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there isn't a need for conscious awareness of what that which needs to be released is. But you don't really have to go looking too hard. This is the thing. Don't spend a lot of time looking for everything that's wrong with you. Spend way more time breathing in what is right, what is true about you. And there's, you know, there's so many people, including myself, that help with that, you know, all of my counseling and coaching has energy medicine included in it. and um, Or you can just receive the energy medicine in of itself that works on the But I do activate um, breath of life. Um, energy medicine activates, you know, the 12-strand DNA. And with that activation, that burns off that which is not in alignment with transfiguring divine love. There is a, a, a realm of existence called the realm of, of illumined truth. And I use that realm a lot, you know, to seek clarity. But again, there's got to be a pathway built there. Can you explain that a little bit more? What do you mean by a realm of lumen truth in a pathway. 
Right. So it's the same pathway to your I am presence. So it's just say, if I haven't activated my I am presence and I haven't created a pathway where I'm connecting with that energy on a daily basis, it's just imagine that a higher level of vibration um, resides, my I am presence, just kind of hanging out there waiting. Mm-hmm. Just imagine it that way. And that that place is called the realms of illumined truth. So in the world, even illumined truth is the truth that's going to illuminate me, the truth that's going to awaken me, the truth that's going to, you know, raise up my vibrational, the truth that's going to raise my consciousness, the truth that's going to set me free from suffering and give me liberation from suffering and pain. So if you can just think of it, it is an actual realm of existence, which there are many realms of existence that we cannot see with our human eyes. And when you reach to that realm of illumined truth, is that uh, yours? Like each one of us have a different realm of, I know it's it's weird when you talk about that, but is it a a bubble that everybody connects to? Is it different little bubbles that everybody has within with them? How do you explain that? Well, or how there, do you there envision are, there are graduations to these different realms, right? So there could be a a stopping place. So if you think on a highway, and there's different rest stops. Mm-hmm. So and different, you know, stops. You, you you've been to Europe enough, like I have, that it's it's pretty cool how the stop how the roads are have in you know European countries where you know there's one stop on each side and the gas station's there and then on the bridge is the restaurant and everybody you get everything you want right there right <laughs> so it is you know you can even think like that as my consciousness raises i can go to different rest stops to just integrate we've got to integrate right we can't just go from 0 to 100 you know we implode you know, there. So there's different stops of integration. So for each person, there is different levels and stops of integration. It's not just theirs. It's just about the vibration of energy of that they're that they're at. So it is. It's individual to your process, but not individual for your existence. Does that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. How how do we know, Tracy, that we are really doing progress, that we are in the right path, that things are the way it should be? How would you say to someone that that has that question? Well, again, your your feelings is what's going to drive your curiosity to sit still and enjoy or to move forward, right? So if there's a restlessness, if there's something, you know, I remember in my 20s, I was just like, there's got to be more to this. You know, it was when I, when I first started meditating and everything, I was like, there's got to be more to life. You know, and there was a, there was a discontent, right? And there was a big <laughs> question, right? And, and I went with it, right? So, and then each time, you know, I've had major changes, you know, there's always been that question, what's going on? There's something missing here. You know, I, that's the way I feel it. Something's missing. 
I'm not, I usually go, I'm not completely satisfied. I look for satisfaction. That's the emotional state that I look for. And if there's some lack of satisfaction, then that's prime time to, you know, go on within and just asking. Doesn't have to mean, all right, I'm dissatisfied. I'm quitting my job and leaving my relationship and moving right now, right? <laughs> you know, extremes are the ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, so if you have that eagerness to change, to move, to, uh, it, then there's still something that you haven't found. But if you are in a space of contentment and um, like, like neutral, that would be that. At, at least at that moment, you're doing fine, right? Because everything changes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way I run my life is on satisfaction. And then also, because I have that open channel, sometimes I get information and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm kind of surprised by that. Let me just see how I'm going to let that seep in, whether that's for an hour for a day or for a week or for a month, I just allowed to let that kind of uh, take some kind of form, you know, not in the tangible necessarily, but just kind of resonate within my body and, you know, and try it on. It's like going in the, you know, going in the um, dressing room and trying something on. Not always the, you don't buy everything you go to try on, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're having a lucky day. so I mean so sometimes things come if you've built that channel and things come example with you know I do the Sunday morning fellowship and I've been doing it you know for 11 months and right before the Sunday fellowship the last weekend in November I was just standing in the kitchen. One of my friends was over, and I heard so clearly, cancel fellowship for Sunday. And I turned to her, and I said, I just heard to cancel fellowship on Sunday for December is what I heard. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, hmm, because it was very quick. That meant tomorrow I got to announce this. So, So I just said, okay, you know, I'll just, I hear you, and and then I'll just see what happens. Well, I could hardly sleep because I felt so excited about not working on Sundays for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know you wanted that, right? <laughs> I did it. You know, I did it. You know, and that's the blessing. That's the grace right there is getting that information. And and so I just announced it the next morning, and I have just really enjoyed it. You know, it's just been really lovely, you know, because I I invite people to my home every Sunday, and I've done that for 11 months, you know, and it was, I didn't really, I, I love teaching the fellowship, you know, but, you know, there were elements of it that was, you know, my schedule was very defined, and, you know, got to clean the house on Saturday, you know, got to get up and set up on Sunday morning, you know, you know, there were some other very defining things that had to happen, you know, and all the preparation and, you know, things like that. So I, yeah. It, and 
so that's what I'm just saying. You know, that's that's the grace there. You know, if Samuel and the energy of Samuel had not spoke that into my right ear at that moment, you know, I would just keep on going. Right. And there would nothing been nothing wrong about that either, but there's been just a creative flood from taking that time off that's come into me. And, and that's another and, you know, beautiful I reached thing. out to you privately, you know, with a couple <laughs> things already. So yeah. So so again, you hear that, you try it on. If it makes you feel happy, like I couldn't sleep that night, I was really giggly happy. That's a really great idea. Thanks, Samuel. <laughs> you know, and then and then there's just been this flood of stuff that's just been coming in, you know, since then. So that's the grace. That's what you get. That's the reward. And I, I was just going to add that uh, the beauty of grace or of the connection with your, with spirit or with a higher self or whoever you, however you want to mention that is they always, it always shows up when you need it. And it always yeah. surprises you. Like it, I, I, I imagine that when that happened to you, you were like, because oh, it's, it's like a, it's, when it happens, and never in somebody, everybody that has had that voice talk to you, it it always surprises you because it it's not something that oh I'm gonna just sit here and it's gonna start talking. Sometimes it does right. in that in the way that you mentioned it. It just pops. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they if you commit, so. Personally, in my life, this is what I commit every day. I surrender to the mission is what I say all the time, especially when I'm wanting to push against something. I surrender to the mission. I surrender to the mission. I surrender to the mission. And I can do that freely and easily because I trust that connection. All right? If you've not built that connection, it's hard to trust it. So you've got to start where you are. And then whenever, if there's a message that needs to come through, they will take the opportunity to send it. Your I am presence will take the opportunity to send it to you. Any opportunity that's there, whether it's through a dream, whether it's through speaking through a friend that, you know, has been open to receive at that moment, whether, you know, it's pouring a glass of wine and for your friend and then you hear, oh, cancel the fellowship for for December. You know, it. it doesn't matter where, when you receive it, you know, if you're out on a walk, you know, but, the channel has to be there. That's the mm-hmm. most important thing about anything that I'm saying today. The channel has to be there, and you have to be the creator of it. And know that sitting waiting is so much love and so much guidance and so much nourishment and so much joy is sitting and waiting for you to reach up and ask for help. But and all we need to do is say, "Yay, I'm here!" Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tracy, we have been talking um, through the podcast today about completing the year with intention and grace, and you just said mm-hmm. that the most important is to be there. Is pretty much to show, to ask for it, to 
have a relationship, to make a commitment. Uh, am I missing something else? No, I think, you know, I always say willingness is a really good place to start, you know. And so, you know, the last thing that Samuel wrote this morning or we wrote together was a willingness to let go of the the old patterns, you know, the fear-based ego and um, step into faith and trust in your I am presence. Next, you create an ability to surrender your reactive human condition to that authority and you just practice that every day. And if people want to I know learn that there's some words more. that are I'm sorry, continue. Go ahead. But it's, I know there's some words in there that can trigger people, you know, authority. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say render authority and dominion and and control of me to something I can't see. There's something I don't know, you know, of course, then, you know, you've activated the ego. But again, the willingness, if you can keep going back to a willingness to make that connection, you know, you, you just start by that defensiveness in that, that lets you know the ego's active and that lets you know, okay, you know, I'm going to have to do some work here. <laughs> <laughs> How is the best you way, Tracy? Yes. How is the best way, Tracy, to learn more about your services? Contact you. Uh, be on the know of all the channelings and writings that you're doing. Yeah, you know, actually, Instagram or Facebook is the best way for that because I, um, you know, I put um, messages from Samuel there every day. And then, of course, you know, my radio shows are listed there, um, fellowship, I list what's happening in fellowship there. You know, we also have different uh, events here. If you're local, um, you can come to different events for different cosmic um, things going on. You know, we'll do initiations, um, potlucks, um, burning ceremonies, all kinds of different things. It just, again, I let, I let the energies of my I am presence dictate to me which which ones to pick and which ones to, you know, for to invite the public to. So, yeah, and everything's Tracy, on for Facebook. For the fellowship, if I want to be part of the fellowship, do I need to be there in person? No, no, we've got an easy link um, that. I can email anybody or message anybody. Usually I prefer email because I've got, you know, a, uh, I've got a whole big old email that explains how to log on, which is easy. And you just need a device that's got a camera and a mic. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. So if I want to contact a Tracy, I can go to your website, tracybecker.com. There you have a contact information page. Also, I can uh, message, private message you on Facebook, um, Tracy Becker as well. And Mm -hmm. the first fellowship, what's the topic for January, I wonder? I wonder, too. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that was good. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> here I have. Yes, let's. <laughs> awakening to the uh, awakening to the new universal energies. So. And that yeah, is January's so... awakening to the new universal energies. February's navigating to the new Earth energy, and March is taking action with the new energy. <laughs> and on January, <laughs> I was listening to uh, some of astrologers talking about all of this influence on the planet for something very big in terms of shift and in, and starting and beginnings. But also, I just want to invite everybody that is listening to us to our uh, event. We're doing the summit 2020, all month in January, and Tracy Becker is part of that. So let me check on her day one moment. So she is going to be here with us. This is uh, Mondays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And... She's doing summoning seminal reading Fort Love on the 13th, January 13th at 5 p.m. And also the Togetherness Summit on the 31st. So just put it on your calendars. Be part of the summit. You can listen to that live or on demand just like today's show. You can please send it and so people can listen to the teachings. Because they don't have time or space. All of these that you have been listening today, this is information for the ages. This is something that it doesn't matter where and when you listen. It's It has the energy of the now. Right, Tracy? Exactly. Exactly. So is there anything else that you want to mention before we uh, finish with today's transmission? Um, not at all, but, you know, just except for, you know, the world will get better with each individual getting better. And the world will be more joyful with each individual finding more joy. And the world will be more loving with each individual being more loving. So it's up to us as individuals to change it. If we if we don't like what we see, then it's, it's your responsibility because all you have responsibility for is your words, your actions, your feelings, your beliefs. And so... You know, and, and that is really freeing, I believe, you know, because you have mm-hmm. the c- total control of changing that. And so, yeah, just make that decision, you know, make that intention. Even if the intention is every day I'm going to stop, just do a loving act, you know, just changing something. And so it is. And thank you, Tracy, for those words, for your wisdom. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Claudia, and look forward to January and the rest of 2020. Yeah, it's going to be big, so follow us. And thank you, everybody, for being with us today. (laughs) And have a wonderful holiday. (laughs) Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.